0: Today's guest is Paul Werp from Connected Vision Advisors, and we're going to be discussing the general market today for financing and M&A for startups. I am Tony Wood from CEO Collaborative Forum, and let's hear CEO Reflex. Paul, an incredibly warm welcome. Thank you for making the time. I know you're incredibly busy. Yeah, thank you. to um, c- <laughs> Could you just give us um, a quick rundown of what connected vision advisors do
1: sure uh, we're an, we're a boutique investment bank and uh, we focus in on m a and you know series being above capital raises uh, really helping you know entrepreneur CEOs take that next big step uh, or transaction step in their business um, we have a you know everybody on the team which is four of us we all have deep technical and uh you know, financial backgrounds. Yep. And what we're focusing in in is what we call deep tech is uh, areas of like uh, AI or artificial intelligence, IOT, computer vision, and uh, semiconductor ecosystems. These all kind of are supporting each other in a sense. And we've done a number of transactions historically uh, f- on the investment or on the acquisition side to companies like Cisco, Qualcomm, Bosch, Renesis. And many others. Uh, um, and, then, and really, we're full service. So we, we really, every client that we engage with, we really do almost everything from the beginning to the end of the transaction. Wow.
0: Now, now you, you, you said deep tech. Now, one thing that was always um, interests me is what's the difference between a tech startup and a deep tech startup? What, what's the, how would how would I know that I'm a deep
1: tech and not just tech? Well, it's kind of a broader category and it's kind of a new word that people have been talking about, right? Yeah. Um, and really what it is, it's this core technologies that have kind of starting to emerge. And the difference is it's a, what we call engineering innovation. So we have lots of research technologies, but it's not until you use um, an engineering perspective that this innovation, you know, comes forward. And what happens is it it has the ability to just transform industries like you know you've never seen before a great example is you know we've all heard of generative ai or or, or chat gpt uh, that's a you know kind of a great example of something that has the ability to change every industry that we're doing you see it on the news where they're saying oh this is going to eliminate jobs probably but it's also going to create jobs so it will affect you know industries that makes you make sense like publishing copywriting legal um Good story. You know, I'm working from Rome this summer and um, you know, my son, you know, young, young person that uses ChatGPT he said, hey, dad, we can write a we, we can write a synopsis for a for a children's book in like 30 seconds. I go, I didn't believe it. Right. So we have two big poodles, you know, they want to go explore Rome, you know, and so literally with one sentence uh, in ChatGPT, we came out with a synopsis for the back of a book in 30 seconds that I I don't think I could have written myself in two, three, four hours. So there's an example of the impact that that can have. Uh, Other examples of deep tech are like semiconductors. We've seen that with, you know, that enables AI, for example. Power electronics for for charging and for electric vehicles. Um, Computer vision, you know, for monitoring security could be used good and bad. And then, you know, simple things like speech, the ability to go, you know, to, you know, basically transcribe the conversations that we're having right now. So that's just, a, you know, an example. And it has, like I said, the ability to go across industries, uh, even though at its core technology is this, you know, is this transformation capabilities like AI. And then, um, you know, what this really does is the companies that can figure out how to use, you know, Deep tech as a tool, it can give create extraordinary value for the company versus their competitors.
0: So it's more than just a horizontal versus a vertical. It's actually it's it's larger than that.
1: Yes, and you can think of it like AI is a great example that every, or IoT. You think of it as yeah. one technology, but in reality, it's a many many verticals that use that technology to make the business. You know better or more profitable or more efficient
0: interesting and so when when you're out there and you're you're looking at a lot of these startups which i assume you do what's the feeling that you get what's happening in the market today when they're wanting finance or m a deals what's what's your what's your kind of impression right now
1: well it's tough right um and everybody's trying to adapt to this new market reality post um in general, valuations are down 30 or 40% from 2021 when it had peaked. Okay. Um, and given this market strength, really from 2020, from 2020 to 2022, lots of funding happened, generous valuations, and then even a lot of companies that should have never been funded in the first place. It just, there was a lot of enthusiasm. We call that a bubble. So again, high valuations, too many companies being funded, which means quality is going down. And, and the other element that's kind of what we're seeing is with the existing companies that have gotten funding, um, the market is a little bit frozen. No one wants to do another funding round that has the, the valuation of the company dropping down significantly like I just spoke. So what happens is people are looking for alternatives. How do I get to you know pass this, call it downturn or, or tough times in the market? So you know, that's the, the challenge that um, are going on. And, you know, really what companies are trying to do or boards are recommending is is to be careful, right? You know, um, bring down the amount of money you're spending, narrow your focus. You know, at the end of the day, customers are and clients are, are key to your long-term business success.
0: So, I mean, so there's this big pressure to, to find maybe other sources to not have a down round. So what should they do if they've got this big push from investors? What should these, these companies do when, when they're, they're almost being forced? You know, they've got a runway and it's the definition of a startup. What, what would they
1: do? Uh, the key thing is conserve cash, right? right. Uh, nothing makes an investor feel better than when they see, you know, basically the people running the company being efficient with the cash they're using. Uh, narrow the focus. Right. A lot of times what happens in a boom cycle is, you know, there's so much enthusiasm. You want to go after everything. Right. But it's hard to be great at everything. Right. So but that's also been an opportunity to see what are the best segments to focus in on. So really what we say, conserve cash, narrow the focus, maybe trim the workforce, uh, given the conditions and focus in on the best opportunities um, that folks have. You know, there's a good example. A CEO friend of mine had called me. You know, he had exited his company. You know, for 220 million on 30 million invested capital. You know, right before uh, the pandemic really went um, into full force. Good timing. And he was, yeah, which is good timing, right? And he yeah. he was asking me, well, hey, there's this new company has great technology, but you know the revenue didn't you know hit as expected. They're spending 18 million dollars a year on 35 or 40 people, which is is um, crazy if you, if you do the math. And, I, you know, he asked that same question. I'm like, you know, hey, what you really need to do is, you know, what are those key things you need to focus in on? You know, where are those key customers, right? Um, make sure that uh, you bring down your spending and, and get to market with a few things, not everything. And I think there's a, there's a sign the company was trying to focus on too many segments, uh, and not on where the best opportunities were, so that's kind of one of the you know the key things that we would recommend. And um, the other element is is you know, in terms of CEOs and boards is in this tough time. Climb, you know, there's opportunities for for uh, act, you know strategic investments or acquisitions, but you have to really look closely. Can that deal consummate? Because yeah. with the with the um, the way the market is today there's, you there's going to be challenges. Do you, will that buyer, you know, take it to conclusion? Then there's other risks like an AI, there's regulatory risk between, uh, (laughs) you know, Russia, China and the Western world. Right. And, and that's one of the things that we're dealing with right now is how do you get something to the finish line when somebody's worried that this, this technology can leak to a part of the world that they don't want to see happen. So based on that, what we really recommend especially these trying times having an investment advisor you know can be a great asset and of course you know what we focus in on but there's a whole host of industries because we're talking about the broader market and an advisor can really give you you know ideas on how to narrow the focus and then look to avenues that can really enhance your business or or get you to the next step
0: it's interesting, you were saying to, to focus your market or focus your product, um, release something maybe in MVP um, early. So is, is, are those sorts of an example of the things that, that investors or m and buyers are looking for in the market today? Are there, are there anything else that they're looking for, which are, oh my goodness, if I see
1: that, I'm yeah. in. Well, I think sometimes in tough market conditions, simplicity is everything, yeah. right? It's easy to understand your business it's not hard to figure out how it would off, you know, how it would help. But what are what are M and A buyers looking for at the moment? They're looking for stuff that uh, that strategically enhances their business, uh, you know, and or you know something that has can be cash flow neutral. No one's looking for uh, something that that's going to significantly increase their burn rate. Um, but what they are looking for something that can help their top line and can also potentially provides you synergies within an 18 month period that can add profit. They're not looking for the strategic acquisition that will pay dividends in, you know, in, you know, five years from now, you know, a a semiconductor company in the $400 million range had called me uh, in their corporate dev office asking a simple question, Hey, Hey Paul, we're looking, we're looking for acquisitions that are in the $50 million range, at least break even. And why is he calling, you know, calling us is because, um, you know, there's good value. We already said valuations for private companies are, you know, are down significantly. So he's looking for something that increases his top line, but doesn't really burn too much money. And with, with you know, synergies and maybe his channel and Salesforce, he can rapidly grow it. So that's just an example of what's, what's happening in the marketplace today and what, you know, what companies and buyers are looking for.
0: Uh, you, you said try and align with the investor or the MA company and, and and how would I say as a CEO do that? How would I know what's in your mind? Is there any kind of any clues or any kind of tricks of the trade that you could share?
1: Well, you know, it's inter- you know, interesting you bring that up because you know, when it comes down to strategic investments, we're not talking venture capital, but like yep. strategic investors or your know, MA by strategics or 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 uh acquirers they're you know 75 of the time what happens is they already know the company that they're interested in either investing or buying right Interesting. so we always recommend to the boards and ceos is like who are those on you know one hand or two hands what in in your segment of the market which ones will make the biggest impact or, or kind of rolling the dice can give you that luck that exit luck that you're looking for and um and that's done by having good relationships with companies that could invest in you or could acquire you. You know, great. You know, example. You know, OpenAI, which ChatGPT has a great relationship with, with Microsoft, and and all of a sudden, ten billion dollar investment by Microsoft, and more than likely, you know, who knows what's going to happen in the world? Probably acquired by Microsoft. You, you never know, but it's just a natural step, and you've seen seen that published by. In, in the business press as a likely scenario.
0: I mean, so, so it, is it this, um, this reason, this networking or knowing people, is this some of the reasons why some of these companies just seem to break all the rules and just seem to break out when, like, nobody expects it? Is it this, like, this back pre-wire work that they're doing?
1: Yeah, I mean there's there's a few things that one, it's gotta be a hot market, right? You know, that shows, you know, like we're talking deep tech potential to transform industries, right? AI, it, you know, we keep on talking about it, but it's it's huge, right? I mean, if you look at it just in what well, we're saying in, in an investment climate that's not good, fourteen over fourteen billion dollars has been deployed in twenty twenty three alone. Now, granted, ten billion went to open AI, but that still leaves you know over four billion to a, a host of Generative AI companies, which is an increase of forty percent from uh, from last year in twenty twenty two. That's contrary to the overall market, which is down forty or fifty percent on the investment side. So that tells you the the market that you're in, that you're participating in takes has a big impact. The other one is, what do investors look for in that care? They look for, you know, for executives that have a proven track record, you know, mm-hmm. in that. From that overall excitement, right? So, so for example, you know, Marisol um, uh, AI, which is a, a chat GPT or OpenAI competitor in France, four weeks old, raised $113 million. And where do those executives come from? DeepMind, close to you in London, which is part of you know, Alphabet or Google. So, that's just a, as an example. And then you see the profile of that, you know, Eric Schmidt is an investor and an advisor. He was a former CEO of Google. And this sounds kind of crazy, but that, you know, those type of companies, when you're in a segment of a profile, a hot market, um, money can make a difference. That's probably the other element. In other words, if you invest really heavily, you can get way ahead of your competi- your, your competitors. And then, you know, finally it's that team, right? Is that team, you know, have they, do they have that track record that gets people excited? And then, what happens is these companies tend to get acquired you know sooner rather than later. It doesn't necessarily mean that their business was fantastic it just they took advantage of the excitement and the bubble in that specific segment I mean you
0: sparked off two questions just as you were talking, and i I was thinking first of all, how do you know if someone's AI washing like they've just added AI and they said I'm using a little bit of AI so therefore they can yeah. go into that budget. Um, and the second is, how do I know if I've got the right team? I mean, I, I've probably, if I've done it before and maybe I've only done it once, I may not know. How, how do I know those? How do you tell if someone's AI washing and how do you know if you've got the right team?
1: you, on AI washing, because, you know, as, as bankers, we're, you know, we're trying to pick clients and AI to work with. Yeah. The key is just questions, right? Because what happens is, as you know, when it becomes a fad, everybody says, oh, we're AI enabled, right? Well, then you start asking questions, what kind of algorithms are you using, right? What makes it differentiated, right? You know, yeah, everybody's doing AI, let's say, in a particular, you know, segment for, let's say, you know, on the edge, like in an IoT sensor device. But what algorithms are you using? And what are your, you know, who are your competitors? And, you know, why are you so much better than them? So those are the, the basic questions that as an investor or an acquirer, you're, you're going to ask, could we ask them ahead of time too? Because there's nothing worse than being a banker or advisor without asking the details and understanding it. You get halfway through the process and you realize you're, you're, you you're you can't see the success coming because you miss some of the details that makes that company. So you know, that should make it attractive in the market, if that makes sense. And, and then so,
0: so you've got this element of due diligence. That must be quite an in-depth process for you as an investor to go in and go, right, um, A, what's their tech? What's their team? How is their team going to work? How are they going to
1: perform against these challenges? How do you even start doing that? Well, you know, the, the key thing is that's why in today's market, especially the lead investor is the most important one. The person that puts the term sheet for investment down is they're doing most of the diligence and should have most of the expertise. So if you're a follow on or a co-investor, you know, do you believe in the lead investor? Do they have that technical depth and detail or the architects that should should know what's going on that can give you some kind of, you know, you know faith that this is the right direction and that there's substance there, right? So you know, besides that, it's, you know, I think there's that element of, do you trust that team? You know, are they believable? Do they have the background, right? I think in this deep tech stuff, it's no different than, you know, any industry, right? It's the people matter. Do they have the experience? Do they have that um, that leadership ability? Can, you know, yeah, you're going to recruit them, but can they recruit top people and can they make the right, you know, the right leadership choices for their team, right? So it's, that doesn't change from deep tech to, you know, if you're, you know, a cardboard factory, right? The, the leadership team, you know, that you have managing that, is really important, makes a difference. And they have to have that experience. They have to be competent and they have to know how to, you know, get their team engaged for this innovation.
0: So so if we were to flip this around, um, what one piece of advice would you give to um, a firm, uh, a business that's looking for that investment? Um, How could they make sure that your, you're going to pick them as it were what what would they do what's your advice to them
1: i, I think the key is is um it, is, you know, one can they present things in a simple way right i mean their business may be very very complex but they have to be able to explain that story and the opportunity in a very you know succinct and simple perspective right if they put that together people can understand it they can you have to show that you know this might be really complex technology, but for example, publishing isn't that complicated, right? <laughs> but let's say generative AI can can make that business run a lot, lot more efficiently, potentially, right? So being able to tell that story, you know, showing you know first impressions a lasting one, right? So in today's climate, you know um, you know clarity on on financials focus, um, customers, that's probably the you know especially now. Uh, giving clarity versus trying to do be everything to everybody is this is not the time.
0: <laughs> That's awesome, uh, Paul. Look, I have learned so much just talking to you for a little bit, and I'm sure everybody who's watching and listening um, has done as well. Um, I just really wanted to say thank you so much for your time. I know you're busy, and you gave the time for C A Reflex. So, Paul, amazing. Thank you so much, sir.
1: Thank you, Tony. Yeah, uh, anytime. Love to do it again.
0: I'd love to have you back. Thank you, Paul. Take care.
1: Bye-bye.